This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by TaylorMade and the all-new Stealth Driver with a red carbon face for better energy transfer and more ball speed. Welcome to the Carbon Age. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. Good morning, Canada. Whether you're listening to Golf Talk Canada on TSN 1050 in Toronto, iHeartRadio, tsn.ca, or watching us this morning on TSN 2 as we simulcast on TV because it's a Monday after a major, the FedEx Cup. We handed out Scully, just another average normal Monday in the world of golf. I mean, since we signed off TV last week on Wednesday, you know, we did our, our regular two hours of live radio on Monday, our television show. We, you know, we think we're on top of all the news, all the headlines, all the stories in the world of golf. And within 30 seconds of us signing off on television, I mean, a news balloon explodes over the world of golf. And it's been nonstop ever since, including last night, just an epic finish to the FedEx Cup. So much news breaking. And, and we'll get to some of the new PGA Tour rules, the regulations, financially, how this is going to help a, a lot of people out and, you know, how this all came to be. But... For Rory McIlroy to do what he did to win the FedEx Cup, we were just on first up together. And sort of the perfect ending to a bizarre season for the PGA Tour to have Rory McIlroy come from behind. It, you know, it would have been appropriate for Scotty Scheffler to win the FedEx Cup, given the season he had. Agreed. Right? And, and I like the bow on no debate on player of the year. Yeah. Got, now, I still think he's player of the year. Scheffler. Scheffler. Yeah. But I believe if he obviously wins the the FedEx Cup, we put a a firm bow, a clear-cut player of the year. Totally. And now there's still the debate of Scotty Scheffler at number one. And you have Cameron Smith, who as of this very second is still a member of the PGA Mm -hmm. Tour, and Rory McIlroy. So that that could be more of a debate perhaps, maybe sort of, kind of. I mean, Players' Championship, Open Championship for Cameron Smith, a couple wins, uh, the record-breaking or setting victory in Hawaii. But... For McElroy to win the FedEx Cup now for the third time, the only player to do that, RBC Canadian Open, the win earlier this season right after the Ryder Cup too. Hell of a year for Rory McIlroy. It is an amazing year. Uh, three wins, and, and you know we were kind of waiting for, you know, we're, we're so fixated on Rory's major record. You know, it's mm-hmm. been since 2014. But since 2014, look at look at the other things he's been able to, to accomplish. The national championships, the Ryder Cups, obviously... FedEx Cup is huge. Um, from a technical standpoint, the two things that stand out on me, the, th- the two things that stand out, uh, one technical and one emotional, mental that we've seen before. And we're going to talk Rory later on in the show. We're going to hear from Rory. By the way, Bob's going to pop by later an hour or two. He's on his way home from Ottawa mm-hmm. week. Uh, we did have a national championship we for did. our women uh, this weekend. Um, and Lori Kane said goodbye to our national championship. So we will talk a little CP Women's Open as well later on in, in today's show. But from a Rory standpoint, the putter, the putting difference went, you know, to be for four days, you know, overall positive strokes game putting uh, for, for the final round to make those seven footers that you need to make. From a technical standpoint, when you're looking at the you know, the ins and outs of what he did on Sunday that he didn't do with the majors this year, it's putting. He made putts he needed to make. But to me, Adam, there's something else going on here and something else that you and I have been speaking about for a couple of years now. 
Rory McIlroy started this final round six shots back. Mm -hmm. When he is the hunter instead of the huntee, yeah. we saw it at Augusta this year, almost backdooring it on Sunday. Mm -hmm. There's something about Rory. Emotionally and mentally, he gets freed up when he knows that there's no other choice than to just go out and let it ride. Totally. When he's in let it ride mode, this is what we get. Mm -hmm. And how do we create that freedom? And I don't know if it's even possible on a Thursday morning, on a Friday morning. Because here he is again in a in a hole. Yeah. In a Sunday hole. This is this is the regular story. This time he's able to bury, take himself out of that. And knowing he had to be aggressive, and he was quoted after the round a couple of times too, talking about how the money doesn't mean anything to him. I mean, they're playing for a boatload of dough, $18 million. I love what he said too. He said, the money doesn't mean less to anybody else out here than me. And then he also gave a couple of pretty subtle digs at Liv <laughs> talking about it's great to you know gain the lead on the 70th hole of the tournament rather than the 52nd hole hardy har har 50 hole hole right. exhibition tournaments that Liv is playing right now but you're, you're right for McElroy and you know the Masters obviously he had that unbelievable round which was great the Open Championship he played well on Sunday he played well he just didn't make any putts he hit the ball really well tee to green and he didn't make the putts when they mattered most when the expectations were highest when Victor Hovland was faltering beside him and Cameron Smith was coming up from behind as well as Cameron Young you just wish that you know he, he brings this together for the Masters next year for any of the majors next year he came in the top eight in all four major championships it's been a remarkable year for Rory and especially too given all the outside noise mm -hmm. from Liv Rory taking the captaincy basically of the PGA Tour as I said on first up this morning and you know using that chip on his shoulder and thinking you know, the PGA Tour needs this win. The PGA Tour needs entertainment to go on. You think that RBC Canadian Open, there was so much noise going on earlier in the week. And then by the end of the week, there were thousands of people. We were standing beside each other on that 72nd hole at St. George's. And the world was watching that versus a 54-hole exhibition. So good for Rory McIlroy getting it done. Uh, he is the face of the PGA Tour, to your point. He has been the leader, uh, uh, kind of along with Tiger, in, in a sense, too. Tiger, obviously, not as active as Rory these days mm -hmm. in terms of being out there on tour. Um, this is huge in so many ways. We're going to dive into it today, um, and let's start there. Let's kick this off with some news and some headlines. News and headlines are brought to you by Sandbagger Hard Seltzer. Sandbagger. Everybody knows one. You brought up Liv, Adam. They're playing this week in Boston. Uh, we anticipate any moment now, could happen while we're on the air, the next bucket of defectors. Now, the defectors are certainly going to be led by Cameron Smith is what we've been led to believe. But we also believe there's going to be other names on this list that are leaving, including Mito Pereira and potentially Joaquin Neiman. That's the one I'm watching because as of Friday, Saturday, Joaquin Neiman still was unlike no comment Cameron Smith, mm -hmm. which I think really irritates people. Like, own your stuff. Right. Like, if you're going to live, fine. Here's the, here are the rules, by the way. If you, if you want to leave for live golf and you don't want to take a public, like, beating in terms of social media to your reputation, et cetera, et cetera, or in, in the press, here are the rules. When you leave for live golf, don't say you're doing it to grow the game. <laughs> Have the common decency to say, I'm going for the money. That's rule number That's one. one, okay? Number two, don't say no comment if you're rumored to go. This said, Joaquin even said, 
I'm looking at it. I'm still undecided. Okay? So I'm hoping we can take him for his word and that potentially he's no longer on this list, i.e. Hideki Matsuyama. Mm-hmm. Okay? Who one. is not going, apparently, apparently. as we find. Yeah. Okay? So number one, say you're going for the dough. Don't hide behind anything else. Number two, if you're still, you know, be transparent. If you're going, say you're going. And if you're, you know, if you haven't come to a conclusion yet, say you haven't come to a conclusion. Cameron Young decided against it. So transparency is important. And number three, just go. Right? Don't sue the PGA Tour. Don't light the PGA Tour on fire. Don't fill Mickelson it and call them greedy and throw the organization under the bus that's made you a multi-multi-millionaire and set up you and generations of your family for decades to come, Phil. Okay? You're Phil Mickelson because you had this platform to do this since 1992 off the top of my head. Okay? Yep. Those are the three rules to, to leave for live. Okay? And number four, you could say, and, you know, my morals and ethical compass is different than yours, and I have no problem with this. Just, just that's, that's fine. Yeah. You want to, listen, that's your call, yeah. not mine. Totally. Right? 100%. Yeah. The I'm growing the game. The uh, for, I prayed with my family. What? I prayed with my family. Bubba, what? Yeah. So that's where we're at. Question, though, is could this benefit Canadian golfers for the President's Cup? Oh, it totally could. This is as a selfish Canadian golf fan, 100%, because if Cameron Smith and Mito Pereira and Joaquin Neiman all go today or play live this week, that means they're off the President's Cup team. That means three automatic qualifiers go bye-bye, and that means Adam Hadwin and Mackenzie Hughes are very, very, very likely on this team and probably maybe Taylor Pendrith, too, as a pick, too, which, which is... Not bad. But Taylor Pendrith, I mean, if you're going down that list, and maybe we'll take a look at it later on in mm-hmm. hour one. If you go down that list, like there's nobody playing better than Taylor Pendrith right At now all. available on the list. Like zero. Yeah. You know, this is not previous years where, you know, oh, if we go down three or four spots, we can grab a Louis Eustazen. No. Louis's gone. Yeah. He's left. Or we go down three or four spots and there's a so-and-so sitting there. Or a Jason there. Day. Jason Day. Yeah. Taylor Pendrith, it seems, can't finish outside the top 15 right now, right? It's, it's, it seems like that, yeah. right? Since he's returned to the PGA Tour, almost won in Detroit. Right. I mean, you're in a team competition match play event. Do you not want a guy like Mackenzie Hughes that can just load load up the cup with, with putts from 40 feet, et cetera, potentially in a match play scenario? Yeah. Adam Hadwin has the experience. Connor's already there. This could get really interesting uh, for Canadian golf, uh, uh, for sure. Something else that came to my mind, now that we're talking about team golf, Mm -hmm. that kind of, I don't know if I was reading a John Rahm comment on this, but the PGA Tour is obviously going to suspend anybody who has hit a ball in a live golf competition. Right. Which then suspends them from the PGA Tour or any event that is sanctioned by the PGA Tour, mm-hmm. or co-sanctioned by the PGA Tour. Th- thus why, when we go play the Scottish Open, and it's a, a DP World Tour event and a PGA Tour event, live players were banned from that. But then if you look at the you know DP World Tour event since, live players have been able to pick it up, because Keith Pelley has not yeah. suspended or banned, he's fined them. Okay, and, and a number will be playing in a couple weeks at Wentworth. No, that's right. They've already committed. Yeah. And Rory mentioned how he's not looking forward to yeah. seeing them. And Fitzpatrick is the same thing, right. too. Yeah, yeah. So it's an interesting dynamic on the DP World Tour that has yet to suspend, which leads me to next year in Rome. Hmm. We're going to be in the Ryder Cup next year in Rome. 
PG of America governs this along with PGA Federation of PGAs in the European Tour, DP World Tour. This PGA Tour does not have any authority over the Ryder Cup. Mm-hmm. Could we see live players still participating for, for, for Ryder Cup? I mean, given... It ain't going to happen on the American side because the, no. the captain of the U.S. team, whoever, you know, which is Zach Johnson. Zach Johnson. And, and the unit that is now, you know, Davis Love involved on the... Like, the Team USA is not not going to have live golf players. Right. Hey, they won't... Even, by the way, they won't qualify. Yeah. They're not even going to qualify. So it's, it's a pointless thing. But from a European tour side... I mean, given what Henrik Stenson, Henrik Stenson just had to... Not go through, but he was he the got captain, a, and got then removed. he got removed. But uh, but but Rom brought this up in a conversation. I mean, depends on like they have a bunch of veteran guys who maybe would make the would Ian Poulter make the team again? No. Probably not. I don't think so. I think at the end of the day, it ends up becoming a moot conversation. One, they've already eliminated eliminated uh, Henrik Stenson as the captain. Yeah. So they've kind of set the standard already without continuing. What eventually might come is that you're banned from participation as well. Which why would you like? Why would you be allowed to to participate as a player, but not as a but not as a captain? You know what I mean? Like they've kind of already yeah. set the standard, yeah. in my opinion. I think we just need more clarification. We do, and I'm trying to like Sergio. Maybe I mean you know, play, makes no sense. Watching him and Rom, Rom play together and whistling straights was incredible. And right. I don't know. You, you wish. Sergio didn't go for that reason in particular, but maybe they'll they'll change their tune about that. I don't see it happening though. I no, don't. I don't see it happening either. And I believe again, once you say that, they, once you've already set the 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 standard, that, yeah, that, that you can't be a captain, but we might select you. Yeah. that doesn't make sense. I think we just need more clarification, and we need clarification for the majors. And the first one up is Augusta National. Oh yeah. So we'll wait and see, and this story will live and breathe and continue to grow. Quickly, before we go to break, Adam, we will talk to Bob in uh, hour two about the CP Women's Open, uh, but not the weekend Brooke was looking for. Uh, just couldn't get it going. To me, it all starts on Thursday. I'll go back to Thursday. She hit on Thursday and Friday. She had 16 greens in regulation, 17 yeah. greens in regulation. I mean, she's putting for birdie all day and just can't get anything going at all. When you hit that many greens and are trailing by eight or, or whatever the number was after, I mean, it's just, it ain't going to happen, right? Yeah, and she had 63 putts through two rounds as well. And you, you watch some of the video from, especially the first round, where she had a lot of chances. She, she really did, and she was just burning the edges, and she was hitting the ball great, like you mentioned. Just didn't have her A game for the weekend, but overall, it looked like a remarkable atmosphere. And as she quoted to Week C, before teeing off, she felt like Tiger Woods for the week. She felt like, I mean, everyone was watching her. Brooks Brigade, Brooks Brigade was out there in full tilt. But, uh, you know, not the weekend she wanted, but have to give kudos to Elena Sharp. Yes. Low, Low Canadian. Canadian. T17. Mm-hmm. Top 10 in her last start, too. She's only made five starts this year. So she's had a very good year. Good for her to, to make it that far. And, and Paula Rado, I mean, setting the course record, which Brooke previously had. She shot 62 in the first round. Brooke shot 63 the last time this was here. All in all, a great week, and they battled through some weather, too. Yeah, her a, first victory. Her first victory, LPG too. Tour. And uh, to win by one over Nelly Corda as yeah. well. It's a great win. Uh, and, uh, again, congratulations to Lori Kane signing yeah. off, playing her last CP Women's Open. So, great ambassador for the game of golf in this country. Great ambassador for this game. And to your point on Brooke Henderson, just quickly here before we go to break, I noticed that the CBS coverage, uh, golf 
NBC, there was a ton of U.S. news outlets all focused on Brooke Henderson as well. It wasn't just a Canadian phenomenon. I agree. And even, you know, on Thursday and Friday, flipping back and forth uh, between the Tour Championship and, and, and the CP Women's Open, they would show the Tour Championship, NBC Golf Channel, they would show the leaderboard and, you know, say the leader and then Brooke Henderson. And highlight Brooke. I know. Pretty cool. Very cool. Really cool. I mean, for Canada's all-time winningest professional golfer who turns 25, I want to say next week or the week after. <laughs> Absolutely insane. It's been a remarkable career. It's only going to get better. All right, we're running late. On the other side, we will hear from the new and first-time three-time winner of the FedEx Cup, Rory McIlroy. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was presented by TaylorMade. TaylorMade. And the all-new Stealth Driver, with a red carbon face for better energy transfer and more ball speed. Welcome to the Carbon Age. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Caddy Time, the Uber-like app that allows golfers across Canada to find affordable, qualified caddies to any round. Visit caddytime.com. Download the app or talk to your PGA professional today. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Zucchino and Scully, as we break down this FedEx Cup, what a year it was. Rory McIlroy now three-time winner this season and now the first ever three-time winner of the FedEx Cup. I love when he walked into the press room and said, I won the Super Bowl. Another dig. I love that. I won the Super Bowl. Uh, it ends up being a one-shot victory over Sunjay M, Scotty Scheffler, Xander Shoffley in there again at 18 under par. Man, he just loves this golf course. Max Homa quietly moving into a top five in a T5 position alongside Justin Thomas. It was an incredible year. Rory McIlroy, the face of the PGA Tour, and I think the PGA Tour desperately needed this, Adam. It needed... Rory to kind of be the face of the FedEx Cup, yeah. their flagship event. Uh, you know, with the, alongside the Players Championship, uh, they they build the entire calendar to crescendo to this. Before you and I jump into this, including the format, yeah, because I'm still torn. Let's hear from the winner of the 2022 FedEx Cup, Rory McIlroy. I was able to put some pressure on him early on, and then you know that coupled with him not having his his best stuff today you know it was actually a you know i felt like going into the back nine um not that it was mine to lose but i i had all the momentum and and uh you know going out today i was like if i can get it within three going into the back nine i thought that that would be you know a really good front nine holes and um you know i think we were tied for the lead on the you know on the 10th tee so um yeah, incredible day, incredible week. You know, four over through two holes, uh, ten shots out of the lead at that point to to claw my way back and end up winning the winning the tournament. Um, incredible, just a uh, just a real um, you know really proud of my resilience and how I sort of handled that start and um, just sort of stuck my head down and and kept going all week and, and took advantage of the opportunity that I was given today. If you're looking at uh, if you're looking at where the dis, uh, difference is, first in putts per green in regulation, second in strokes gain putting. Uh, the putter certainly woke up for Rory. I love how he mentioned how he started this event on Thursday with the seven and then the bogey, and he thought of Tom Kim, you know, uh, who yeah. did this at the uh, Wyndham a few weeks ago, the last regular season event, uh, and went on uh, to win. 
Um, format. <laughs> I mean, I know. Okay, so it's Bob's. Bob likes his format. Yeah. And Bob likes his format because of what we saw Sunday afternoon. We were all just watching a golf tournament Sunday afternoon. So I get why the supporters of this format, this staggered strokes system, like it. Because very simply, when we're all watching the FedEx Cup on a Sunday afternoon, we can understand this leaderboard. It's this under par, that under par, and someone's going to win this whole thing, and we're going to hand out a trophy. I get it. On Thursday, when we start, it just feels so bizarre, so awkward. I am so confused on how I feel about this, Adam, because, yeah, on Sunday, with two hours left, everything works. It's how we start. I mean, I don't get there until Saturday. I don't start to feel, like, almost normal about this until we get to Saturday afternoon. Totally, and I mean, for you know, Scotty Scheffler started with that lead, and it looked like he was going to run away with this mm-hmm. thing on Thursday afternoon. He could have had a 7-8 shot lead pretty easily and missed some pretty makeable putts from inside 10 feet. But, but he had a six-shot lead But Sunday he had a six-shot lead on Sunday morning, and Rory McIlroy was 10 shots off the lead, right. you know, heading into his third hole of the tournament, too. So it's, like it's growing th- on me. If you think about it from a Scotty Scheffler perspective, yeah, he started this golf tournament Thursday with a two-shot lead. Right. On Sunday, that two-shot lead was six shots. Mm-hmm. Scotty Scheffler did exactly what he was supposed to do for three days, he took a two-shot lead and stretched it to six with 18 holes to go. Yeah. So for 54 holes, and if you handed out golf tournaments uh, after 54 holes, the record books would look very different. Hardy, har, har. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. It was a lot. It's, this is where it goes off the rails, yeah. the last 18 holes. Yeah, right? it totally does. And, I mean, it's, it's so impressive that, A, Rory came back from the six-shot lead, or deficit, it took seven holes. Like it was, it was Scotty Scheffler's three over through six. Pretty quick. Pretty quickly, right? And, you know, Rory e- easily could have just mailed it in after a start. Easily. You know what? I'm four over through two. I'm exhausted. There's a great tweet someone put out Scotty Scheffler's the player of the year. Rory McElroy's the executive I love of the that. year. I that, saw that, was, that. that was a pretty funny tweet from Kyle Porter. Right. But that, that's the beauty. I guess the beauty of this format, too, I, I saw a screenshot online from 2018 when Bryson DeChambeau was leading heading into the Tour Championship. And this was still the regular start, mm-hmm. where it was, here's how Tiger Woods can win the FedEx Cup. He has to win, and DeChambeau has to finish outside the top 15. Justin Rose had to finish outside the top 8. The scenarios are confusing. The scenarios are, are crazy, and you have yes. Steve Sands sweating bullets trying to cross out here. Okay, this guy makes birdie here. This guy makes bogey here. But on the Sunday afternoon, like that was must-see TV, right? right? And that's what the PGA Tour was dying for, and that's what the PGA Tour needed. I, it's still, it is weird. It, it, it's watching it Thursday, it just it didn't feel like a real tournament. I do agree. This is the eighth time in PGA Tour history that someone has started uh, Sunday with a six-shot lead of any official PGA Tour event and ha- has lost. Mm-hmm. It's only the third time in history that a world number one, a reigning world number one, has lost a six-shot lead. The two previous world number ones are Greg Norman and Dustin Johnson, right. both blown Six-shot lead. So, Scotty Scheffler as world number one. Now, Scotty Scheffler was a guy that was knocking on the door for a very long time and couldn't get it done. And all of a sudden, the floodgates open, And he won five tournaments right away. Almost a David Duvall type of scenario where you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting, and then bang, five yeah. wins, and then bang, number one. Then a major 
I mean, very David Duvalish. Yeah. Does this give him scar tissue? Because to this point, Adam, I mean, once he learned how to win, he was just going to go and win. And that's what happened. And now, sorry, four wins. This would have been five. Yeah. My apologies. But does this one now hurt? Does he carry this at all forward now with him into the new season? Is this one going to take a while to get past? I think it might. I really do because he had those four wins quickly. And then he had some chances to win down the stretch of, you know, some other events where he lost in a playoff at the Valspar to Sam Burns, the Open Championship, which he was going through a bit of a bizarre injury, which we'll get to in Winners Weird and What, when he just Mm -hmm. did not have his A game at all for that weekend. I really think the pressure got to him here. I, I really do. And we even saw there were moments at Augusta where he looked unflappable. You think the final hole of the third round, he hits this quack hook left and makes this remarkable save to save bogey. And then on Sunday, he four putts on the 18th hole with a five-shot lead so he could afford to do that. So there have been there have been moments where he hasn't been this unflappable guy. And he, I thought he was going to win by 10 yesterday. Yeah, I, I. After, I thought he was just going to run away with it. And I think everybody didn't. felt like that. I think. Exactly, because he's the guy. Rory. He, yeah, Rory's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you down. And, and Scheffler's this level-headed guy. And you do wonder, I, I, I think this might leave some scar tissue. It's good, though, I should say before we go, that the next major is not for 230 days. He's got right? some time. Uh, lay in the weeds a little bit, with yeah. the exception of the President's Cup, yeah. which is a team event. Got a great support system, and you saw it as Rory walked off the green. Uh, Scotty's family there, That's his cool. dad, his mom. I mean, he's got such a great support system and family unit around him. That will certainly help. Uh, but we will be watching now. Yes. We'll be watching uh, to see how quickly he rebounds, especially the next time he has a lead. Totally. So we will wait and yeah. see. Uh, last week, huge changes announced to so the PGA Tour. A new golf league announced for 2024 on Monday nights in prime time. Uh, so confusing, so many changes. John Rahm doesn't even know about it. We'll explain it to you. We'll explain it to John Rahm on the other side. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by Caddy Time, the Uber-like app that allows golfers across Canada to add affordable, qualified caddies to any round. Visit caddytime.com. Download the app or talk to your PGA professional today. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Zakino Scully, weeks are going to pop by for an hour or two. Okay, big changes announced to the PGA Tour for 2024. Yep. Uh, and actually starting next year in 2023 with some elevated events uh, and whatnot as well. Okay, so let's start with some of the key changes. PGA Tour circled the wagons at a players-only meeting at the BMW Championship uh, in conversation with Jay Monahan and the PGA Tour after that. What we come to the conclusion is, is that the best players in the world need to play together more often. Okay, We've all been saying that for, for years, including Greg Norman and Phil Mickelson, which was part of their reason to, yeah. one of their reasons to, to branch off and, and create this live Series. Uh, series. Thank you. They are now asking the PGA Tour players to play in 20 elevated events. Here are those events. Okay. The three FedEx Cup events, which we already know. 
the Players' Championship, and the four majors. That's eight, okay? Alongside the Memorial, uh, the Genesis, uh, Arnold Palmer, and Genesis Scottish Open. Yeah. Both Genesis. Yeah. Yeah. That leaves... Anyway, at the end of the day, there's four events yet to be named that have been elevated out of the 20 that they are expecting now the best in the world to play, assuming they qualify. Mm-hmm. Which is a whole other can of worms because the uh, the the pool for that used to be the social media uh, players the player impact player program. impact program has completely changed. One of the it, events too is in Hawaii, the the century right century yeah. tournament champions in Hawaii, which now it's not the tournament of champions because if you make it to the tour championship, you yeah. automatically qualify for it whether you've won yeah. uh, or lost. Which is why Cameron Young will be at the century That's tournament right. of champions this year. So the big concern for a lot of our audience was. Canadian Open. What happens to the RBC Canadian Open? Well, there's four tournaments that have yet to be outlined. From what I've heard, Adam, that those four additional elevated tournaments are going to be on a rotating basis. Which makes a lot of sense. Right. So every tournament on the schedule is at some point or another going to get their chance to be one of these elevated events where the purse goes up, the FedEx Cup points go up, yada, yada, yada. But I would say this to our audience who is watching and listening today. RBC Canadian Open was already sandwiched in between the Memorial and the U.S. Open. The Memorial was already an elevated event with a larger purse and more FedEx Cup points at Jack's house. So the situation for the RBC Canadian Open hasn't really changed at all. Yeah. And last year we had the greatest Canadian Open, I should say this year, the last Canadian Open, we had the greatest Canadian Open we've ever had with Rory defending his title, breaking all metrics in terms of uh, corporate support, uh, tickets sold, yada, yada, yada. So I don't think this affects the Canadian Open at all. I think Canadian Open is still in a great spot in the schedule. I think it's leading into a major. Uh, players want to play the week before a major. So I, I expect the Canadian Open to be just fine. I was looking at the schedule, however, though. And what happens to the tournaments following yeah. the stretch of PGA, Memorial, your Travelers Championship, Detroit, John Deere Classic, July, before the players leave for the Scottish Open and go overseas. That stretch in July, which is already a tough stretch, may have just gotten harder. So do you think because of that, one of those events next year being Travelers, Rocket Mortgage, or John Deere will be elevated? Potentially. I, I don't know because so right now looking at the schedule for next year, PJ Championship May 18th, and then Charles Schwab Memorial, RBC Canadian Open, US Open, and then Travelers, Rocket Mortgage, John Deere, Scottish Open. I mean, what are you gonna what, take you, off? I don't know. Yeah. And I mean you, so you elevate one of them. Maybe. Maybe that solves the problem for next year and then you rotate it again. I mean, we're gonna wait and see. Like, this is the point. We teased it on the way to break. John Romp doesn't even understand what's going on here, and he, he's one of the top players yeah. in the world, and he's confused. So we're trying to kind of get through it. What we do know is this. The best players on the PGA Tour are going to play together more often. We know that. Yeah. We know they're going to play for more money. We know that. We know that there is now a league minimum, for lack of a better term. The PGA Tour announced $500,000 kind of league minimum, which I think is great for guys graduating for the Corn Ferry Tour and making their way to the PGA Tour. We know that. Mm -hmm. Then on the heels of this, starting in 2024, 
Tomorrow Sports is launched with the former head of Golf Channel, Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy, launching a stadium-like golf league 15 Mondays in 2024 in prime time where teams of three will take on the other team of three. This is in partnership with the PGA Tour, but not under the umbrella of a non-for-profit. This is a separate division um, that will be uh, technology-based, from what I hear, real-time gambling-based as well. Have to be three on three. They're going to play, for lack of a uh, uh, for lack of a better description, think of a stadium-like environment. Eighteen holes in two hours. All shots that are not short game shots will be played into a giant, almost IMAX-like yeah. simulator screen. And then when they get inside the short game portion of this competition they will then turn to the middle of the stadium i mean this is this is insane right this is all over the place what did you and play those short game shots in that actual short game arena what did you think when you heard this well so the the cool thing about this i think is that i had more friends casual sports fans reach out to me saying what do you think of this i think this is pretty cool right and for me it's intrigue I, is it going to feel sort of hokey pokey? Probably at, at, from the start, at least. Like, is this going to be more casual? Like, are we going to see guys with untucked shirts and a hat backwards? You know, music crank, music going, that sort of thing. Which, you know, wearing hoodies. I know that was so you couldn't wear a hoodie. Yeah, you got a hoodie on right there. <laughs> um, but it's. I'm intrigued about this. I I hope you know we learned like we mentioned on last week's show. We learned from those matches where. You need more than just two guys walking for four and a half hours because that sucks. That's boring. Like, and, right. and they want to bring the more casual sports fan into this. And that's what, like we said on First Up, that's what this Netflix series is going right. to do is bring more fans in that right. way. Right. And the, because Tiger's involved, because Rory's involved, to call them generations, two, two eras perhaps yeah. of, of two of the great players we've seen in recent memory, definitely – bring them together that means other players will definitely want to be involved so we'll see the top of the top playing the monday night thing it's it seems it seems kind of weird i don't know like the timing does seem weird when else are you going to do it i well, guess that's the problem it's either going to be monday or tuesday night right and tuesday's a tough one you're getting really close to that week's you know pga yeah. tour event that you're going to bump into and if you're going to do this alongside the tour you got to be careful so it's it's for me it's curiosity it is curious i, I you know i i'm going to kind of put it in a category as to you know, golf in America pre-pandemic, yeah. pre-pandemic, golf has had a huge explosion of, of participation uh, in all countries around the world since the start of the pandemic. But pre-pandemic in America, golf was growing as a sport, but the growth was not coming from green grass participation. Growth was coming from top golf simulators, indoor pie, every way golf touched people in a non-traditional capacity, the game was growing. Yeah. So I'll treat this similar to how I would treat Liv if Liv wasn't uh, trying to pretend or or position themselves as we're the future leading entity in the world of golf. It, this is just another way to introduce people to golf, something cool, something different. It, you know... Uh, you know, if Liv's money came from a different spot, 
And if Liv was not trying to be the premier golf league in the world and positioning himself that way, and if Liv was doing a bunch of things a little different and they were just saying, hey, we're a really cool 54-hole exhibition that we're going to do, you know, at a different time of year when the best players in the world aren't trying to compete on the best tour. Sure. Great. Something different. Sure, something different. I kind of look at this that way. I, I, you know, like this could be cool, could be different. Am I going to watch? Yeah. Is it, it, could it be fun? Yeah. I'll say the same thing time that like, you're not going to care. You know what I mean? There's the, there's that care. And that's the same thing we're seeing with Liv. You can put a bunch of names that have brand equity for things they did 15 years ago and put them on a team called the Fireballs mm-hmm. and play in some tournament I've never heard of before in a 54-hole shotgun, and you might even get a couple good hours of entertainment from yeah. it. And entertainment's wonderful. You know, I watch a lot of movies as well that are entertaining. I just don't care. Yeah. That's the difference. That's totally the difference. And, I mean, looking – at the round yesterday, we we knew they were playing for a boatload of dough, but it's all it's the prestige of winning the FedEx Cup, and I know it's it's not a major, I know that, and the FedEx Cup's only been around for what fifteen years yeah. now, but there's history. There's you think of some of the great moments in FedEx Cup history, and that's we'll we'll always think back to that putt Rory made yesterday on the fifteenth hole from what forty feet or so, and that come on that reaction. We knew how much these guys wanted. To win, and to, to your point about live, sure these guys are you know you win four four and a half million dollars, but who cares who wins? They, they, these guys are just going to win more money, but there's no prestige around the tournament. Okay, we got to touch on this because it was brought up this morning when we did the morning show first up, and I've heard this narrative now for about a week. I've read it. People I respect, uh, broadcasters, writers, uh, people I do consider very smart. Uh, in tune with what's going on with this narrative that maybe Phil and Greg were right. That the reaction the PGA Tour is is having right now uh, wouldn't have happened. All these great things that the PGA PGA Tour are doing now wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for Phil and Greg. And I will say this, and I said this this morning, and I'll say it till I'm blue in the face, because... I don't think people understand. I think the casual sports fan and even some of these wonderful broadcasters don't understand that these are not billionaire owners. This is not the NFL. This is not the NBA. Okay, this is the PGA Tour is a non-for-profit organization. Rights deals, pretty much done. Title sponsors like FedEx Cup, put to bed. Executive salaries, not going up. They're done. So the players are going to get more money. Great. Where does that money come from? It can o- I can only believe if you are a non-for-profit and you have found money, that money is going to come from a charitable lane, Adam. I, I mean, we will wait and see. Just remember these conversations. Because in a year from now, a year and a half from now, we will know because – Non-for-profits are just legally not allowed to just sit on a boatload of money. It doesn't work that way. So before we start applauding Greg Norman and Phil Mickelson for stealing from the poor to give to the rich, keep that in mind. All right. Okay. I'm done. (laughs) 
done on my soapbox. Hold on. Let me get off the box. Yeah, right, yeah. There it is. Doink. All right. On the other side, we will uh, get you caught up on all things GTC. We've got a busy hour, too. We handed out our grand prize, 20 Weeks TaylorMade. Congratulations, Christian Anderson. He is our grand winner this year. He sent us a lovely note. That was a very lovely note. Very lovely note. And we've got, uh, I'm so happy that uh, one of our regulars uh, mm-hmm. was uh, lucky enough to win it this year. Because uh, you never know. It's going to be back next year. But we've got some housekeeping and a few things to take care of. We'll also tee up our two, as we do expect to hear from Bob. Yep. As, as of now. He, as of now. We know he's, on the, he's in the air right now. He's in the air right now. So we hope to hear from Bob uh, in regards to what it was like in Ottawa, CP Women's Open. Also get his take. We haven't really had a chance to speak to Bob on I mean, a, a boatload of world of change in the last seven yeah. days. I'd like to get his take on this, and we'll get it uh, coming up in an hour or two. So more GTC coming up next. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. This is Aquino Skelly. we still got an hour to go. Weeks he's going to join us in an hour or two, talk a little CP Women's Open. We'll also get his take on just an insane week in the world of golf. Can-Am Cup, speaking of play golf right. Myrtle Beach, we've got some travel coming up, you and I. Obviously, Can-Am Cup back on the schedule, finally. Uh, we've been trying to do a Can-Am Cup for a couple of years now, and border issues, pandemic travel, blah, 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 couldn't do it. We're back on schedule. You and I go down Team Canada against uh, right. Carl and Dennis Paulson, Team USA, so looking forward to that. But before you and I get to Myrtle Beach in October, yep. you're going to Pebble Beach. I am, and thanks to our good friends from uh, Golf Away Tours, TJ Rule, for setting this up, just opening up the itinerary right Okay, here, yeah, so. let's see it. I want to I hear. Yeah, so September 15th, we are flying to San Francisco. Yes. And the next morning, we go and play Pebble Beach. And okay, now, where are you staying? We're staying at the, at the Lodge. At the Lodge, right wow. there. Yeah, so pull up the itinerary here. Okay. Uh, with my father, Rick, and our good friends Lou and Chris Carmichael, so that'll be a, 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 amazing. So we've had we got some brunches booked. We've got dinner at Pepoli, Pepoli, okay, uh, on the Friday, Saturday, Spanish Bay, nine fifty a.m. And then Sunday, Spyglass. And then what am I doing? We're driving to San Fran, jumping on a red eye. And then I'm joining you and Bob live on radio at 10 a.m. <laughs> on the Monday where I will probably be so hyped up from the trip, but actually a zombie. This okay, time. a must, must do for you guys Need this. is uh, now you'll, the, the time changes depending on the time of year. So you're going to have to do a little digging. Right. But at sunset, yeah. Spanish Bay. Back the back uh, patio of of the inn at Spanish Bay, which right. is the other place you can you can stay at the Lodge at Pebble Beach or the inn at Spanish Bay. They're both connected. Sorry, we're actually staying at the inn at Spanish. Oh, Bay. Oh, perfect. Sorry. Okay, Sorry. that's fine. Okay, so you, so here you go. So behind your hotel, yeah, they have fire pits. Beautiful little outdoor fire pits, outdoor bar, and at sunset. You got the bagpipe. Right. This is a must. Okay. Get the adult beverage of your choice, the bagpiper. Standing on top wow. of the hill. Very cool. We do it every year that we work the AT&T Pebble Beach program. I worked that this year for the first time in a couple of years. And uh, never gets it never gets old. I don't know why. There's just something super cool, super special about it. 
Um, yeah, you're going to have an awesome time. We're, we're pretty excited, you know, praying for good weather, praying for the golf clubs make it, knock on wood. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be a great time. This has been planned, canceled a couple times for, with COVID. Like, I remember, too, the Can-Am Cup, the original one in 2020, mm-hmm. we were supposed to leave. I want to say it was that same Wednesday when the NBA player first, attested, first tested positive. I think it was March ninth or something right of 2020 was it a spring event at that time yeah it was still a spring event i I remember that like it was yesterday right and and that happened but thank you know thankfully yeah the can-am cup is back i'm hoping to have the the game going maybe the handicap a couple shots higher (laughs) you know sandbagger maybe off to you know get up to an eight or nine Uh, well okay uh we have a travel special speaking of travel uh, we have a travel special coming up in the next few weeks it's coming up at the end of the month uh tourism ireland travel special just we're going to outline you and i my adventure in july to southwest ireland which was absolutely epic so looking forward to that a little tip for you Mm. and a little tip for everybody uh traveling right now in the world of golf with their golf clubs i bought the uh, apple air tags oh and i put them in my luggage now this is not going to help you those air tags when you're pulling out of the gate and you see that your golf bags are not on the plane That'd be terrifying. However, it does help you when you call the airline and you say, I know I can tell because they have no idea yeah. where to go. Like, they literally have no clue. My good buddy, the doc. The doc. The doc spent the whole week in Ireland without his clubs. Direct flight, Toronto, Dublin. Like, world, like, oh my God. once in a lifetime golf adventure. Epic trip. No golf clubs. And... They could not tell him where his clubs were, the airline, at any time. At any time. So That sucks. The one thing you do have in your power is if you drop that air tag in your golf bag, you could go to the airline. Actually, they're on the floor in Pearson at terminal, blah, 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 blah. And at least you've got some pair of eyes on where right. they are. The world we're, it's the world we're living in. It, listen, it's don't get me started. I mean, I'll be doing some travel with, to Pebble Beach. We have a, a special trip coming up in BC, which we'll get into a little closer yeah. to the date as well. And then uh, Myrtle Beach, too. So, and yeah, that's all lots going to do. You know, I looked into shipping my clubs yeah. to Ireland, you know, ship sticks, ship sticks, which I've used before. Right. After the conversion between Euro, blah, 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 yada, yada, 1,200 ah. Canadian. Ah. I'm not spending twelve hundred bucks. That's a lot. Of dough. That's a lot. They of ship dough. the golf clubs there and back. Yeah. I mean, That's... especially when you just want them to do their job, which is put your bag on the plane. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's not like you're asking for something extra here. I mean, right? like if you had placed a little wager on Rory after he started four over through two and used those winnings, maybe potentially to do that. <laughs> but Found neither of us did that. So Found yeah. money will do it. Yeah. Okay. Hour two. Winners weird and what? We'll also take a look at some of the Canadians in their season to date and how it might affect President's Cup. We'll speak to Bob Weeks. We'll get his opinion on the en- I want to know what the energy was like in Ottawa. Yeah, it looked amazing. It looked amazing around Brooke. Obviously, it would have been a lot if she was in contention. Yeah. But especially on Thursday and Friday, I mean, some of those images on 18 was like, wow, this, you know, this is really the home game we anticipated. Yeah. So we'll get that uh, from Bob. Uh, we'll start with winners, winner, what? And we will have to take a look at Twitter. Do we have any... I haven't seen I, I'm yet. keeping my eye on this, looking for live announcements, looking for anything official. We don't have it yet. We'll do it all in hour two, starting with winners, weird, and what. This is Golf Talk Canada. 
This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. Thank you for listening to Hour 1 of GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television weekly on the TSN Television Network. This is Hour 2 of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Hour two, we will hear from Bob Weeks. We will break down uh, Canadian season and take a little closer look at the President's Cup standings as well because those two items of Canadians on the PGA Tour and the President's Cup standings and potential team are kind of meeting at a head in the next 48 to 72 hours, possibly, Adam. I think, I mean, maybe in the next minutes who knows i mean with, know. with twitter i mean things could break any moment yeah unfortunately i hate on. looking at this like i, I hate the feeling of sitting here watching twitter waiting for who's leaving next imagine being trevor immelman like, yeah like like this this is the if you had the open i mean he still does technically have the open champion have the pga to record setter in terms of under par for a tournament mm-hmm. have the players champion leading your team mm-hmm. and not have him anymore like i mean Here's the good news. A week ago, two weeks ago, we thought it was Cameron Smith. We thought it was Cameron Smith, Joaquin Neiman, Cameron Young, and Hideki Matsuyama leaving. And now we think it's Cameron Smith, maybe, maybe. and maybe Joaquin. Yeah. And no disrespect to the other players going, but Cameron Tringali, who announced yesterday, has never won on the PGA Tour. Yeah. He's been out there a long time playing some quality golf, earning like a good living, never won a golf tournament. Yeah. You know, Mark Leishman, quality player, has played on multiple international teams, yada, 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 has won multiple times on the PGA Tour. Not a needle mover. No. Okay. Mito Pereira, bright future in front of him. Good player. Not a needle mover. Hideki Matsuyama is huge. If he had gone, that would have been a massive, massive blow. Massive blow. Yes. For, and for, they talk about growing the game. That actually. Probably would have actually grown the game for for golf elsewhere, hundred percent. And for the future of, if you were going to have a, who are the biggest names of the future of the PGA Tour? You know, who's the rookie of the year? Yeah. Well, so Zalatoris, Cameron Young, Sahith Thigala, Tom Kim. I mean, the the the, tw- the young twenty somethings came hard. Cameron Young is with. I mean, the only thing he didn't, he made it to the Tour Championship. He finished second in majors. He has a large bucket of top tens, a large bucket of top fives. Cameron Young did everything. He hits an absolute mile. He's a future of the PGA Tour. If he left, it would have been huge. Yeah, that would have been absolutely massive. And many people forget, he did finish second at the Open Championship, eagling the 72nd hole. Now, I know we have to get the three up here momentarily, Mm -hmm. but some some other news broke last week, too, about Will Zalatoris having to pull out of the Tour Championship, Mm -hmm. having to pull out of the Presidents Mm -hmm. Cup. Two herniated discs at that age. age. 
the way I mean he contorts his body. He's got about a twenty four sized waist, yeah. inch waist, and he just sort of the way he contorts through the ball. And we didn't even get to that, did we today? Are you? Uh, what's your level of concern? Uh, they hugely it has to be right. Hugely concerned. I mean, a back at that age with the way he swings the golf club. Yeah. That's not now, good. if there's one thing that Tiger has shown us, is that maybe a back injury isn't what it used to be. But Tiger's a special athlete, and, yeah. and backs are finicky things that are different. And look at Fred Couples, who played the majority of his career with like with a, a back, back that just would not cooperate. Yeah. Thus, the one major likely instead of three or four for Fred, totally. right? But it's tough news. I don't know. We'll have to keep an eye on it. It's, it's very sad. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll keep an eye on it. Do do we know at all if like there's been? It's been very quiet. Like there's been no announcement if if he is like how severe is this? I haven't heard. Like, I didn't hear anything about surgery. Yeah. Because if, if you would know better than I, if you have disc surgery, that's is that oh, six months? Is oh, that yeah. yeah? It's at least yeah. And you're changing the way you swing the golf club, which is his craft. Yeah. After having a great year, finally getting that victory, close calls in majors. We'll keep an eye on That's this. That's not good. We will keep an eye on this. Okay, let's get it. It is three dub. Winners, weird and what? And this week the T is mine. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. All right, my winner this week is Tony Finau, and this is why. You know, we always been always been talking about like watch out if Tony Finau gets comfortable with the putter and learns how to win. And we thought it might happen after last year's playoffs because he won the Northern Trust. We're like, okay, here comes the floodgates on Tony Finau. Didn't happen. Then all of a sudden, he heats up in the summer late, goes back to back, goes on fire. He ends up making it to the Tour Championship. Uh, opened with a round of 72, but closed with a round of 64. And that's why he's my winner. Look at Tony Finau's, check this is insane, Adam. His last 10 golf tournaments on the PGA Tour. His last 10 PGA Tour events. This is his final round scoring. 68, 67, 64, 69, 66, 67, 67, 68, 68, 64. A Sunday final round scoring average of 66.8 in his last 10 golf tournaments. Wow. I mean, and that's why I was very high on Tony Finau as a value play last week on the TSN Edge at plus 2,000. And he had a birdie-free round on Thursday. But then, you know, good for him, shooting his way back up the leaderboard, leading the PGA Tour in final round scoring average. He was also third in third round scoring average, too. So, you know, good for Tony Finau. And you have to think, I mean, with the President's Cup coming up as well, and for next year, for the majors, Finau's had a bunch of good finishes too. I wonder if it's his time. You know, in the next couple of weeks, we're, um, I want to sit down, and we, you, Bob, and I, we got to do like a roundtable discussion of, of who we think is going to break out next year. Who's going to have a big year? I like that. I think Tony Finau's probably on the tip of all of our tongues. Yeah. But there's others. You know, who, who is that guy? Cameron Young. Oh, yeah. I mean, so I think, we, and who do we expect to maybe lose some air out of the balloon next year? Something we're going to have to dive into in the next couple yeah. of weeks here as we're 17 days away from starting the new season. The longest offseason <laughs> in sports. All right, my weird this week. Rory McIlroy made an appearance in our Winner's Weird and What last week in the weird with the electric golf ball oh, yeah. that he threw yeah. into the pond at the BMW. Well, this week he makes uh, an appearance in as my weird as well because... 
He is one of the greatest ball strikers in the world. In fact, you could suggest he is the greatest ball striker in the world, T to green. For a player of Rory's caliber to give you a twirl, Mm. it means they love it. Oh, yeah. Let me take you back to Sunday at the Tour Championship. 16th hole, fairway bunker. Pin is left, guarded by a front left bunker. Rory's in a fairway bunker. Pures one, twirls the club, stares that up and down. He loves it. Air melts his target by 20 yards up over the green into the, the deep rough. He gets up and down off the pole from there. Like, hats off. Applaud the up and down. But how bizarre is it, Adam, for one of the greatest players of all time and maybe the best player of this generation to give you a club twirl and be off by 20 yards? You, do you think he had a, raw, a bad number? Maybe. I, I don't know. You so, wonder if the caddy gave him a bad bad. So digit. I was wondering, is it bad number? Or was he so juiced? Yeah. Like the drive in on 18 was Oof. ridiculous. Was that just so much in the moment? It's one of, uh, one of two things. The juiced energy... Or a bad number or combination of both. And it's funny you mentioned club tours because I have one. I know you got one. For winner's beard and what, too. It's good. And my what is, what a nice weekend, because I know we're going to talk Canadian golf. Yep. But what a nice week and what a nice weekend for Michael Glickick. Because Michael Glickick did not make the top 125. He was close. He was close. He went to the Corn Ferry Tour playoffs. Mm -hmm. And with his performance yesterday... I'm going to give you his four rounds, 67, 67, 69, 69. He finishes solo fourth, is now projecting fourth in the Corn Ferry Tour Finals, which means what? Michael Glickick's going back with full-time status on the PGA Tour 22-23 season. Well done, Michael. Back against the wall, getting it done. Awesome, man. Good for you. All right, Adam, that does it for me. T is yours, sir. 348. Oh. <laughs> oh man, that is sweet. You know, we're getting in some golf later this week, Mark. Yes, you and, and I are gonna and play. I'm I'm gonna I'm going to try to send it a couple times. Just <laughs> just just for you. Just Thank a you. little extra, you know, I'll activate the glutes. And speaking of activating the glutes, that's where my winner goes this week, the Tiger Woods, who coined that phrase. And you know, for we know Tiger Woods. He's generally this serious guy. He doesn't really hasn't really given you much personality over the years. And sure, he's softened as yes. as he's gotten older. And there was this video that came out uh, from Golf Digest talking about Tiger. And you know, he, he this video starts. He's very serious, saying, you know, I've had this great career, and you have to work on all facets of your game including the club twirl. And then it shows Tiger working on this club twirl. And, and then you can tell it's, it's, it's satirical. It's, it's funny. It's a very funny video and how uh, they, him and Rob McNamara, his sort of, not his agent, but his sort of his guy, call him that, uh, sort of watching video from the past, talking about some of his great club twirls and how he's failed some in the past. And, but the best part of the whole thing is, is Tiger, he's sitting in this chair, like in a movie set almost, and he's twirling a club and he gets up and on the back of his chair, it says GOAT. GOAT. Greatest of I all time. I love it. So uh, we'll, we'll retweet that from the Golf Talk Canada Twitter account, too. This was, this was a really cool video. It's worth the three minutes of your time. All right. And go, go check it out. Okay. My word this week. In other sports, we see, especially around the playoffs, we see lower body injury. Mm-hmm. We see upper body injury. Scotty Scheffler, on the other hand, I guess he doesn't really follow a lot of other sports that closely because Do we he file was... this, Adam, in the too much information category. Oh, this is too much information. If if this is the line, he's gone so far past the line of TMI. <laughs> what are we talking about after his first round of the tour championship? Scotty Scheffler asked about a recent injury he's been going through. 
What, what was the weird little injury? Um, it's probably TMI, but I had a, what's called a pilonidal infection. It's an infection at the top of your butt crack. Um, you can look it up. It's it was it was um, it was really hard for me to bend down. It was really hard for me to make a swing on Sunday. Walking was actually extremely difficult. I don't know if you, if any of you have ever had something like that, but if you talk to someone that does, it is excruciatingly painful. And um, yeah, it was it was brutal. Uh, <laughs> I mean, maybe don't go into that much detail about a cyst that's above your rear end. I mean, <sighs> extremely painful upper butt crack infection. Was that? Hopefully you weren't eating dinner yeah. while listening to that. Clip. Yeah, I don't know. Or breakfast, I guess. Fiber, maybe more fiber. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Metamucil. <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway, so Scotty Shuffler. I'm at a loss. Scott. You know what? I appreciate the honesty, but didn't need to be that honest. No, uh, maybe no. next time just say you, yeah. you, you're, you're sore somewhere. But <laughs> anyway, uh, maybe some way to cure that cyst would be an ice bath. Maybe that uh, might. You know where you go. The next time this happens, hopefully there's never a next time. But it's a lower back infection, not an upper. Yeah. 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 So. Anyway, my what this week. Uh, <laughs> Hard to segue from that. Uh, Justin Thomas and Michael Phelps seem to be doing a lot of video, uh, some sort of videos together a lot now. And they did one uh, after one of J- JT's rounds where they're both, they're both sitting in an ice bath. And Michael Phelps still talks about how he takes ice baths daily. And this is the greatest, greatest Olympian yeah. of all time, really. And I- I'm not sure... If you've ever taken an ice bath, I've never taken one. I was more. I of a, thought maybe you would with your goalie. I was more know. of an Epsom, uh, hot bath Epsom salts and the Jets kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if me and ice baths. I just uh, uh, kind of want to try usually, it. Usually, when I feel like my back's killing me or my knees are killing right. me or something along those lines, and I'm thinking ice bath, I I instead pivot. For an extra glass of wine. That's I was That's just going to go there. Yeah, you open up the Barolo. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I just go. Oh, okay. I could take the ice bath or, or pour another one of these. Yeah, and I just pour another one. Of those. I feel like that's the safer play. Yeah. I, I am curious because a lot of these golfers are saying now that ice baths really help them. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'm not sure how long they stay in them. It seems excruciatingly painful. Tiger says he takes three or four a day just yeah. to function. Yeah, it's uh, it's intriguing. Yeah, but I, think, I, I don't know. I think I'd rather hurt Adam. I think I'll just stay. Especially in now, like summer's almost over. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I got that, you know, Mediterranean blood. I can't handle the yeah. uh, ice baths. Yeah, so. I like the heat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that does it for three dub. Okay, on the other side, we're going to talk Canadiana, right? Yep. But I want to take talk Canadian too. So we've got to look at this international presence cup list uh-huh. because I, I, you know, I teased this yet, uh, last week on TV. We we're chatting. And the chat was, could we see, you know, two, possibly three Canadians on this President's Cup team? And I brought up, could we see four? It is not out of the realm of possibility. And certainly when you consider that the next time the international team hosts this event will be on Canadian soil. Mm -hmm. So we will get into it on the other side. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. 
This segment of GTC is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club and Resort. Live, stay, and play. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Interesting time of year for Canadian golf fans as we are just days away, September 6th and 7th. The captains of the President's Cup team, Team USA, excuse me, an international team, uh, captained by Trevor Immelman, to make their selections for captain's picks for their respective sides. Here's why it's interesting for Team Canada. These are your top eight players right now that automatically automatically, excuse me, qualify for the international team. Cameron Smith, Hideki Matsuyama, Sanjay M, Joaquin Neiman, Tom Kim, Corey Connors, Adam Scott, and Mito Pereira. If reports are accurate, Cameron Smith, Mito Pereira, and possibly slash likely Joaquin Neiman are headed to the Live Golf Series. That opens up three automatics uh, spots now for this team. So now your top eight for the President's Cup team is as follows. This is likely your top eight right now as we speak. Hideki Matsuyama, Sanjay M, Tom Kim, Corey Connors, Adam Scott, K.H. Lee, Eric Van Royen, Sebastian Munoz. Those are your top eight. Okay. Four picks now remain. Who is next in line on this list? Canadian Adam Hadwin, who happens to have International President's Cup experience. Who is next? Ryan Fox. Then who would be next on the list? Mackenzie Hughes, major experience, one of the best long putters in the game, somebody you might want in a match play scenario. Okay, that's three Canadians now on this team. Now let's continue down this list because if you were just to follow it, there is still one spot available to select another player. Here's where it gets very interesting. Arnaban Lahiri, Christian Bezatenhut, Mark Leishman, who's expected to join Liv, take him off the table, and Taylor Penrith, who we know has spoken with Trevor Immelman. Here's where I find this interesting right now. Bezatenhu, etc., no disrespect to any of these players. Here are Taylor Penrith's results since returning from injury. T13 Barbasol, T11 Barracuda, T2 Rocket Mortgage, T13 Wyndham, 68th at the FedEx, but good enough to get to the BMW Championship where he finishes T8th and narrowly misses the Tour Championship by just a couple of spots. Adam, how, how, in your right mind, could you possibly keep Penrith off the team to make room for any of those previously mentioned names. It's really hard because, you know, you know, like you mentioned, rumored Mark Leishman going to live, rumored Anurban Lahiri is also, also potentially being rumored. On. Yeah. And then it's sort of it's the question of, you know, Sibu Kim has played in the President's Cup before. Do you want to go the experience route? Lucas Herbert has had a pretty good year, but other than that, I mean in terms of form, Taylor Penders playing the best player. Arguably, of any player not already qualified, Sung Jm had a great week. Obviously, yes. last week at the Tour Championship, but for Taylor Pendra, I mean, I mean, like this would this would be a this is a dream for for Canadian golf fans, is it not? Is Adam Hadwin an automatic in your mind? I think he is now because of his experience. Okay, so if Adam really Hadwin do. is an automatic, is Mackenzie Hughes potentially if he's if if Trevor Moore says, I'm only going to add one more Canadian to this team, like. 
or I'm not interested in two Canadian pairs. Because mm. one of the here's the thing, and we're not in the dressing room, so we can't hear the conversation. No. But the narrative out of the international team for years as to part of the reason why they have not been able to compete against Team USA overall in this event, although the lot, you know there has been some close outings over the years, but overall, this is an event that the, the Americans have dominated. And looking at what has come out of the Ryder Cup with this Team USA, and a lot of those components still in place for this international team, on paper, Team USA looks like they're going to run over the international totally. team on paper. One of the narratives is, we don't have natural pairings the way Europe has. We don't have natural pairings, obviously, the way America has. Shoffley, Cantley, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Team Europe, we're sending out Rom and Garcia. We're sending out, you know, Fleetwood and... Molinar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was it Mollywood? Mollywood. We don't have these natural pairings that the Europeans have. So why not two Canadian? Why not? Instead of looking at this... President's Cup is four days of team play. Mm-hmm. Unlike the Ryder Cup, that's three days of team play. They have a singles competition on Sunday. Mm-hmm. But before you get to those singles on Sunday, you've got three days of team competition. So why not look at this? I know I'm speaking from a homer position, but but you're the one, you, Ernie Els, the previous regime of captains and lineage in the President's Cup, you have told us for years part of the problem is natural pairings, language uh, issues yeah. and challenges, etc. Well, then why are we selecting this team on individuals? Why wouldn't we be selecting this team with pairings in mind? And if that's the case, why not just two Canadian pairs and let's get on with it? I mean, I, I it's hard to disagree with that as a, as a Canadian golf fan, really. And it, I mean, but what Ernie Els did last time in 2019, you know, with the new logo, yep. with the colors, he really brought everyone together to the best of his ability. But I, I remember sitting in the press room back in 2017 when Adam Hadwin was paired with Hideki Matsuyama and they hadn't played any practice rounds together. There was just sort of, it was Nick Price sort of saying, we're down by 11. Let's try something else here. He was the captain at the time. And I, I'm, it was an issue. It was, it was hard for them to, well, to communicate first of all, but they didn't know each other's games at all. I mean, I believe they used different golf balls too, which is also. That's the other thing, the golf ball, which I never gets enough conversation. And I'm sure as we get closer to the president's cup, we'll, we'll be diving deep into what we think the pairings will be. But I mean, it would be incredible. It's too bad. This isn't, you know, in 20, when it's, at Royal Montreal to have the, the opportunity, the realistic chance to see three or four Canadians on this team. But if, if you're Trevor Immelman, how do you leave Taylor Pendrith off this team? You can't, I think. Okay, so, and I got to ask you another, I got to ask you a, a, another thing here too, since, and I know we're going to run late here, but quickly, you're going to lose Cameron Smith. So your Cameron Smith, Mark Leishman tandem, Australian which pairing. was your best pair as a team, they're gone. Yeah. You've lost your two Chileans. Pereira and Nina, gone. Pairings again. Speaking of a team event, you've got all, uh, you've got Sunjay M and Tom Kim, okay, potentially as your South Korea pair. You've got Adam Scott as a lone wolf out here. Could you see going as far down as Jason Day? So Adam Scott has someone to potentially team up with, or is Ryan Fox now that guy for you? I mean, if we're looking Maybe. at it a team competition, we might get surprised here, is what I'm saying. We might get surprised with some bodies that are well down this list. Yeah, that's why I wouldn't be surprised to see Siwoo Kim make this team. I, I was just thinking he's, that, he's the guy. for the same reason. 
And, yep. and he's 21st on the list right now. Yep. So he's, and he's, and had he's a played good, good in the, especially later on. The yeah. latter part of this year played Recency a little better. Bias than, and, yeah. You know, he's, he has, has experience in the tournament, too. We'll see. We will know within the next week, yeah. right? Within the this next time September next week. 6th and 7th, this time next week, we will, we will know. Mm-hmm. And we will know the shakeout of how the automatic yeah. list and poor Trevor Hummelman. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You Crazy. know, from a Team USA standpoint, this is not affecting them at all. No. Zero. What's affecting Team USA is they lost Will Zalatoris to injury. Totally. But they, everybody else, every other horse they expected mm-hmm. is ready to go. And you dropped a little nugget on TV last week about Tiger Woods. I mean, I'm saying it. Who knows? I said it to Bob as we signed off last week. Who knows? Who knows? Could it Why be not team? Tiger? Do you need Tiger? You don't even need him. You don't need him to play. You need him to go and play on Sunday. 18 holes. Just Doesn't have to ratings. participate. Yeah. Just go, hang around, rah, rah, rah. We'll put you out Friday afternoon and Sunday, Tiger. Go go play 27 <laughs> holes over four days. <laughs> Telling you. Could happen. Wow. Could happen. All right. On the other side, we will connect with Bob Weeks. Home from auto. We got the he's thumbs landed. up. He's Weeks, landed. he's landed. We'll he's talk landed. to him next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club and Resort. Live, stay, and play. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cadillac. Experience the iconic Cadillac sedans and SUVs in a personalized live video tour with all your questions answered in real time. Book your tour at Cadillac.live. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada, Zakino Scully, as we break it all down. And now joining us, he has just landed from the nation's capital, home from covering the CP Women's Open on the LPGA Tour. Weeks he joins us. Bob, you've you've made it home. You've landed. Of course, you're. I, I know you brought your golf clubs because you probably just played golf all week up there. So I'm assuming they they got home as well. So well, I can assure you that uh, it's good news because my I, I am. Sitting right beside my luggage, so that's uh, oh, that's what's needed. There were <laughs> there were no golf clubs on this trip, but uh, but I'm happy to have my luggage. Very easy uh, easy flight and uh, both ends today, so that's good. All right, Bob. A year of news since the last time we spoke, which was like five days ago. <laughs> but before we get to it all, uh, you were lucky enough to be on the ground for our for our national women's championship. Just some thoughts on the energy. I was getting, you know, was following you on Twitter, seeing some images. I mean, the energy on the grounds, especially Thursday and Friday. You know, Brooks out there going up and down those fairways. There was still a lot of hope that she could be part of the storyline on the Sunday. Just give us an idea of, of just what the experience was like up there in Ottawa this week. Uh, very similar to what we saw at the Men's Open. Just an absolute outpouring of, uh, I think people were golf-starved, you know. There were huge crowds. They set record crowds. Most they've ever had at the tournament. There was a, a build-out. In other words, all the stands and the uh, corporate boxes, all that was the biggest they've ever had. And, and it, um, every player I talked to, Canadian and otherwise, just said this just feels like a major. In fact, it actually feels bigger than some of the majors that we do have. So it was a huge success on so many levels. Um, you know, an interesting winner. I think it, uh, Paul Rito is, a, is a, not a well-known name, but she played fabulously well. And um, Brooke did the best she could. I will say it was pretty interesting. They love her there no matter what happens. It was uh, Sunday morning at 8.40, I think she started her back, uh, her, her um, final round. Tied for 60th, and they were. She started on the 10th hole, and they were five deep the entire length of this. And this is a par five. It was just 
Uh, it was Brookapalooza. That's what it was. It certainly was Brookapalooza. And, Bob, when you spoke to, to Brooke before the tournament, she said it was going to, going to be nice to feel like Tiger Woods for the week in terms of the fans <laughs> following her. And, you know, clearly she, she didn't have her, her best stuff, especially on the weekend. Do you think maybe it was a, a case of trying too hard, perhaps? I don't think it was so much trying too hard. I think she's, I think she's kind of learned that lesson already. But I will say, I think she just ran out of gas. I think the amount of stuff she was doing uh, on the golf course, off the golf course, uh, media, corporate things, signing autographs, everything she was doing, I think just probably took its toll. And, and, and you know, her putter was just cold again. Like we've seen it sort of over the years. It's been such a great putter uh, this year. Her putting's been much, much better. But this time around, I think it was a little bit cold. And, and um, it wasn't really like just a little bit cold. She was missing you know, from five feet and not touching the cup. And it was really frustrating for her. But uh, she did putt a little bit better on, on Sunday. So uh, maybe there's some, some good news ahead in, in the next couple of weeks when she's out playing. Yeah, and they still have uh, plenty of golf to go and some key championships to hand out on the LPGA Tour. And to your point, Bob, you hit 33 greens in two days and you don't get any of it to really pay off. It's just deflating for a professional golfer. In fact, I don't know if there's anything more deflating uh, for a golf pro playing in tournament golf, feeling that you left so much out there. And uh, it's an exhausting way to start a national championship for someone who's the face of of the tournament, etc. Okay, Uh, Bob, tour championship. Speaking of faces of tournaments, what about the face of the PGA Tour? The really the the, the the player who has been the champion, the flag bearer, however you want to call it, the franchise for the PGA Tour, going out and winning the PGA Tour's ultimate prize, the FedEx Cup, yesterday. Uh, from a from a corporate perspective, Bob, and from a PGA Tour perspective, I don't think. Uh, the PGA Tour could uh, could go out and hand select anybody else they want more as their reigning FedEx Cup champion. With all due respect to Scotty Scheffler, who's a wonderful guy and a great family, is gonna ha- had an incredible season. Rory with his face on this trophy, I think, says a lot and means a lot. Oh yeah, it's, it's uh, you know it's huge in a couple of different ways. First of all, just the way he played was spectacular. Come back from I think he started six back at the at the start of the week and then put a great final round together. Um, the other side of it, of course, is almost, almost like what, what Adam was asking about, uh, about Brooke, you know, was, was he trying too hard? To, um, was, it would have been very easy for him to sort of try and push things a little bit too much. But again, he's a little more experienced than that. And, and I think he's, uh, he's, he said before that getting inside the ropes is kind of his relief. It's kind of where he, the, he can just kind of be Rory McIlroy as opposed to, as you guys said, and everybody's saying he's been the franchise. He is the guy who's been, uh, steering the bus in many, many ways. He's the guy who's been pushing forward a lot of what's going on uh, and what we're going to see in the next couple of years on the PGA Tour. So it's a big job, and I think uh, I think it's a lot to ask of him, but uh, but he seems to be able to, to play golf really well and do it at the same time, so why not, right? I mean, it's, it's a really good story. I would say this win and the RBC Canadian Open going up against the first live event are probably the two, maybe the two most important wins uh, of the PGA Tour year. Totally. And, you know, we were all there at St. George's throughout the first part of that week before balls were actually put in the ground officially that Thursday morning. And we, we were live on radio every every month, every day uh, from 10 a.m. to noon. And that 
that's all we were talking about was live, mm-hmm. live, live. And Rory goes on and gets that win. But, Bob, you know, this has been a great year for Rory McIlroy. Just talking about golf. Just talking about, you know, top eight in all four majors. The three victories now. You know, he hasn't had a major win since 2014. Looking ahead here, Augusta National, the Masters, is, what, 230 days away? We've <laughs> seen, Bob, that Rory's tried so many different things of playing the week before and going on scouting missions to Augusta. What has to change for Rory to finally get off the schneid and win the majors? Because this has been a great year, but he's still a major list since 2014. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the Augusta, I think if he could channel a little of that last round that he had this year and put that into four rounds, he'd be in pretty good shape. You know, it's, it's such a fine margin between winning and, and not winning a major championship. And you look at the Open Championship this year, the perfect example. I mean, Rory, again, did not putt well on the final day, but overall... You never really expect uh, Cam Smith to come from that far back and, and play like he did to win. So sometimes you lose and sometimes you get beaten. And I think in, you know, there was a mixed bag of those of those for for Rory. So I think that I think that he's just got to kind of stick to what he's been doing. And and one of these times it's going to come through for him and he's going to get that win. But I definitely do not think we're done seeing Rory McIlroy win major championships. All right, Bob, you brought up Cam Smith. We've been watching our Twitter feed all morning, uh, potentially waiting. I I hope it's only two, but potentially three uh, players that have already qualified for the international team, opening up three spots to go further down that board on that list, which would leave Adam Hadwin next in line. I brought up to Adam in the previous segment, Bob, Part of the narrative as to why the international team has not been able to compete over the years in this event is language barriers, not natural pairings, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If that's the case, and Taylor Penrith has played the way he has played down the stretch, and Mackenzie Hughes can putt the way we know he can putt, and Adam Hadwin is next on the list, why aren't we selecting players for this team more as a team in pairings as opposed to individuals? And why not four Canadians off the, on this team, especially if three spots open up? Yeah, I have. Uh, I mean, you got three spots plus. Sorry for the noise here. Uh, That's okay. There's three spots, and and then there's the captain six as well. So uh, I've been in contact with uh, with Taylor, Max, and Adam. Um, over the last week, and Taylor's had exchanges with uh, with Trevor Immelman, text exchanges with Trevor Immelman. Uh, Adam confirmed to me this morning that he had spoken with Trevor Immelman. He, he wouldn't say um, the nature of those calls, whether it was to say, sorry, you're not on it or not, but I have a hard time believing that. Mackenzie Hughes told me that he does not expect to make this team. He just says if it was three months ago, he probably would have played on it, but he doesn't think he's played well enough right now to earn a spot. So we'll, we'll see what, uh, what eventually transpires. Um, I'm sure that uh, Trevor Immelman and uh, Mike Weir and the rest of the guys there are, are really trying to put up some kind of a plan together. And as, uh, as Commissioner Monahan sort of described it, he said, I think the captains have a next man up kind of process here because yeah. you don't know what's going to happen. Hopefully this is the end of it, and at least now you can finalize your team in some way. But I do like the idea of seeing Taylor Penrith and, and Corey Connors play together. That would be great. Maybe Matt, uh, Adam and Matt could play together. You know, that might be great too. They certainly know each other's games. They play regular games uh, pretty much every week when they're all out on tour. So I think there is something to be said for what you're saying, Mark, in terms of, of, of trying to find matches with these people. And don't forget, these guys, both all these players, uh, the, the teams, I should say, have uh, have like all sorts of stats guys in the background, and they've 
they'll tell you exactly whose game should technically pair up with it. So it's kind of like money ball, but for golf. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they'll, use those, uh, they'll use those to try and figure out the best picks. So that's the international side, and the U.S. side got a big blow last week with Will Zalatoris announcing the herniated discs, not playing Tour Championship, obviously, then pulled himself out of the President's Cup. How puzzling is this news? How, how worrisome should fans of Will Zalatoris be given his age and given there's already a back issue? Yeah, I think that's uh, something to, to not to, to, to trivialize. You know, um, we know our good friend, uh, Graham Dillette, what's happened with him with his back. And yeah. it's it's sort of one of those deals that once you got a bad back, you kind of always have a bad back. Now, hopefully he'll be able to figure something out and recover from this. But you kind of wonder sometimes when you see how hard these guys swing and you see the torque they put on their body, why there are more players <laughs> like this um, coming down. But uh, it is a big blow, not only for the President's Cup, but for, for PGA Tour Golf, because he's a real popular guy. Finally got that first win, and now, we don't know what exactly how long he'll be out or what his future holds, but hopefully it's uh, it's nothing too serious and he can come back to the to the player he is and get win number two. Bob, we didn't even get to the changes on the PGA Tour. We'll we'll save that for the upcoming <laughs> week. I know we're off for the long weekend. I'm going to see you for golf with Adam and, and right. our friends here at T, at TSN this Thursday. We're all getting together for golf, which is great. So we'll save that. And Bob, we also didn't get to uh, Tiger Woods uh, being the last addition to as a player <laughs> to the U.S. Uh, President's Cup team as well. Uh, so there was so much coming. But hey, thanks so much. I know you had a long week. I'll see you Thursday. We'll slap it around. We'll have. Have a, have no, no, a no. We're, we're not going to slap it around. Yeah, yeah. Come but, on. What, come on, we're going to slap it around. We're slapping. Bob it doesn't miss fairways. Come on. Yeah, Bob. Bob slap is a two, <laughs> is a two forty four yard draw down the Oof. middle. That's Bob slap. So, weeksy safe uh, safe travel home. Right, uh, we'll see you Thursday. Sounds good. Take Thanks, care. Bob. Bob, home from Ottawa, the nation's capital. Uh, and again, we, I mean, like literally, there was things I wanted to get his take on because oh, yeah. we, we have not had a chance. Like, I mean, so much has happened. It's ridiculous. It's so funny we're having this conversation about so much happening in the world of golf and news breaking and how so much has happened since we signed off the air on radio and TV. Now, to let you into a little window here of Golf Talk Canada land, uh, radio is live Mondays from 10 till noon, and TV airs Wednesday, but TV is shot on Tuesdays. So when we wrap on Tuesday, live to tape, it airs Wednesday. So anything that breaks after 2 o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon, we've got to almost wait a week before we get back in on Monday and, and chew the fat around the table with one another. We get to do it on the morning show and drive home. We get to do our hits and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But to chew it together and take deep dives, we got to wait 6 or 7. Exactly. I can't say anything yet, but that's changing. Oh, next oh. year. That is oh, changing. Oh, is it really changing, Mark? In 2023, huh. we will not have to wait as long. No, that's right. So big news from Golf Talk Canada coming up, and we'll let you in on that in the next few weeks or so. We'll take our last break on the other side. We'll put a bow on it. This is GTC. This segment of GTC, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management, was brought to you by Cadillac. Cadillac. Experience the iconic Cadillac sedans and SUVs in a personalized live video tour with all your questions answered in real time. Book your tour at Cadillac.live. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. 
This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Tour 360 22. Tour 360 22 sits on the feet you wear last, serving as the foundation for the all-new Tour 360 fit, while the new direct-injected Spike More traction system will help golfers stay locked in. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada as we put a bow on today's show, but there was lots of golf in the world outside of the Tour Championship and our National Open. Uh, let's hit it up. Bushnell Golf brought to you, leaderboards brought to you by Bushnell Golf, the number one rangefinder in all the golf. Bushnellgolf.com for your rangefinder needs. Scully, what do we got? Yeah, let's start with the LPGA Tour CP Women's Open out in Ottawa. Paula Rito gets it done, winning by one shot over Nelly Korda and Hai Jin Choi. Also of note, Elena Sharp, low Canadian T17. Great finish for her. Brooke Henderson T49. Finish Brooke Henderson's season continues in a couple of weeks. PJ Tour Canada, Jake Knapp winning out in Minnesota where PJ Tour First Canada, time ever. First time ever they're playing there. Jake will be joining us on our show next week to recap that victory, a two-shot win over Will Bateman. Bateman almost again. Bateman is having yep. one hell of a season yep. thus far. PJ Tour Champions Ally Challenge, Steve Stricker, what a year he's had a one-shot victory over Brett Quigley. Also of note, top Canadian tie for sixth, Stephen Ames. Nice. On the European DP World Tour, the Omega Mega Masters. Thurston Lawrence gets it done. A two shot. Actually, it's in a playoff over Matt Wallace. Mm. And that was, where were they playing? They were playing in Switzerland ah. on the DP World Tour. Uh, we spoke a Corn Ferry Tour earlier on the show. And winners weird and what? The Nationwide Children's Hospital Championship on the Corn Ferry Tour playoffs. Congratulations, David Lingmurth. He's headed back to the PGA Tour, Ling- Lingmurth. Well done to him. Michael Glickick finishes fourth. Michael, he's headed back to the PGA Tour as well. So congratulations to both of them. And, of course, Rory McIlroy, your FedEx Cup champion, the first time ever, a three-time winner of the yep. FedEx Cup. 21 under par, one-shot win over Sun J.M. and Scotty Scheffler. And now we will sit back. We will have 17 days off before we kick off the new season. And this will be the last time the PGA Tour ever has a wraparound season, a wraparound schedule. When we hand out the FedEx Cup next year, this time next year, it will truly be the end of the PGA Tour season. We will go into a fall component mm-hmm. of made-for-TV events, web.com finals, some type of qualification yeah. of 126 and 200. A lot, a lot of blurry lines right now from what we understand of what happens to the fall component, but we know this. The, the top 125 are done. After this next year. This is the last time we do this wraparound. We'll see so. an off season. Yeah, we'll actually have an off season. It's going to be weird. Should we yeah. travel, you and me? Just we'll have to yeah. do something. <laughs> Who knows? I don't even know. Like, from my standpoint, Scully, I don't even know, like, like we do radio. We do PGA Tour Live. A little less on PGA Tour Live. PGA Tour Live goes into a real skeleton Thursday, Friday only schedule for the fall right. series. And I don't even know if we have four feeds on PGA Tour Live. It might just even be one or two. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know what that. I know radio. We still treat it as full. Yeah. So I don't even know next fall what I'm doing. Oh. You know, am I still going and doing? My anticipation is yes. My anticipation is we'll still be treating these events as we got to give full coverage to them. I'm just guessing. I don't know. All this stuff's above my pay grade. Yeah, mine too. It's going to be weird. Thursday afternoon, we have a match brewing. 
yours truly and Lindsey Hamilton, the master's desk yep. against Jeff McDonald and Adam Scully in a nine-hole battle by the bluffs at the Toronto Hunt. I know there. we have, what, 20, 30 cameras out there? They've already been booked? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's going to be crazy. I mean, I'm, I'm already shaking to my boots right now. Oh, it's I, I know bad. J-Mac's listening to this. He's got the practice. He's, got the, he's doing some warm-up stretches right now. He's getting the he's what J-Mac is right now watching film of the 2000 U.S. Open to get hyped oh, for. Yeah. He's watching yeah. Tiger. And just with the Rocky soundtrack, too, in the Guaranteed. background. Just doing some jumping jacks, just ready to rock. I'll see you Thursday. Can't wait. Thanks, Adam. Thank you. Uh, we're uh, off next week. Best of. Best of next week. Best of Labor Day. We're off TV. We're yep. back in a couple of weeks. Live radio back. And uh, Tourism Ireland travel special coming up for TV. And then, of course, it's President's Cup time. Thank you so much for tuning in, whether you were listening or whether you were watching. Remember, first good decision on the golf course always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Tour 360-22. Tour 360 22 sits on the feet you wear last, serving as the foundation for the all-new Tour 360 fit, while the new direct-injected Spike More traction system will help golfers stay locked in. Thank you for listening to GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television weekly on the TSN Television Network.